I don't even listen to his podcast, huh? Dude, it's educational. And besides, I've been wanting to listen to this one. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fan fiction it inspires. Before we begin, just want to remind you to like, subscribe, follow wherever you listen to us so you don't miss any episodes or bonus stuff that we do. I'm Sandra. I'm Carly. And we just can't stop ranking things, guys. We just love it so fucking much. We ran out of episodes. Well, no, we we still got some more episode ideas to rank, but we were just like, shit, we just like ranking things. So. What we decided we were going to do for the lols is we were going to rank Sam's and Dean's, which <laughs> sounds dumb, like, at the premise, because you're like, but there's only one Sam and only one Dean. Aha, uh-huh. no, there isn't. They have both played various different incarnations. Some They've been possessed, they've been demonic, they've been soulless, they've been angel-ridden, you know. There are lots of different types of Sam and Dean's. So um, we decided to rank them. <laughs> that, these rankings don't, they don't match up exactly. Don't match up. <laughs> they, don't, they don't match up. Well, no, some of, them, some of them match up. But they don't match up exactly because there hasn't been a direct one-to-one of Sam's and Dean's. And also, it took us a while to think of the Sam's and Dean's that we wanted to rank. And then Sandra put, Sam, put Dean's on her list that I didn't put the corresponding sound on my list and stuff like that. So they're not they're not a direct one-to-one comparison, but we'll get into that. And we flipped a coin for this one this week because we never remember who goes first. And I'm positive it's always Sandra, but it doesn't matter. So it's me again. Sandra's going to go first. So in case, it, in case it wasn't clear, although it probably would have been much more interesting to have me rank Sandra's selection of deans and Sandra oh, rank wow. oh shit we should do that <laughs> I'm telling you guys we can't stop ranking things but for this first iteration maybe we'll <laughs> maybe we'll switch it around but Sandra's gonna rank deans because Dean is her guy and I'm gonna rank Sam because Sam is my guy and Sandra's gonna go first and we're going lowest ranked to highest ranked is that yeah. right yeah least favorite I guess to most favorite which seems wrong to say when you're just talking about Dean in general, but yes, least favorite. That's not true. We all favorite. saw the we all saw the opening of season eight. That's not true. <laughs> I have a lot of disdain for that, Sam. Thank you very much. Oh, so I just because you guys probably won't actually need to see the documentation for this. I have a list. There are no notes. There are no there is no prompt for Carly, who has worked all week, to remind themselves of why they have put them in this order. I just went, well, list, whatever. Sandra has provided us a table, not just a table. It's fully outlined. There are headers. There are ranks. There are eras. Within the eras, there are episodes, seasons and episodes. And then there's a Y column. Mm-hmm. So if Sandra's list sounds much more cohesive and put together than mine, that is fucking why. Well, I also did this last night and I was just like, I felt like I've been. Tell them the truth. I felt like I've been slacking. So I was like, let me, I want a table. I said, let me do a table. I haven't done a table in a while. So I did a little table. These are not tables that you could put on Google Sheet. This is just a table in a Google Doc, but you know, it's still tell the truth. What, what am I telling the truth about? No, I thought, I thought you were going to be like, oh no, I didn't think you were going to fess up that um, <laughs> you thought it'd been too long since you made a table. <laughs> it has been, it just felt wrong. It felt wrong. We're going to go with the title 
Sam and Dean, the heiress tour, because I just think that's cute and timely. And I don't know if any of our listeners saw at a recent convention, Jensen was wearing a t-shirt that said Dean Winchester, the heiress tour. And it was just the cutest thing. And I think that kind of like spurred me into let's, let's do this. Let's, let's call it this thing too. So. And while Sandra would never, never fess up to being a Swifty. I like Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think you meet the criteria to be a Swifty. I think there's oh, a very specific no, no. criteria. No, I don't think so um, either. No. And I pretend not to know who Taylor Swift is for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I am still aware of the era and saw and the shirt was hella cute. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. please don't think either of us like crazy mad for Taylor Swift. It was just it was just cute. It yeah. Just cute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um so without further ado. Take it away, Sandra. So I uh, I came up with 22. And as my brain continues to work, I keep thinking of more that I've forgotten about. So if any of like the listeners- who? what, Tell me what, Now Dean I forgot about it again. Game. Oh, okay. So when we're talking like different versions of Dean, these could be Deans in specific seasons, maybe like before a Specifically. specific event or like something that kind of like changes the trajectory- but I, I sometimes were, was pulling out deans from just like one episode. So one dean that I forgot to mention in my mind was Dean from Rocky's Bar in season fourteen when he's in the dream, in the dream state. Like to me, that's a that's a particular flavor of Dean, so to speak. Is that the time loop one? Yeah, Michael's just yes. Yeah, I never remember that from the episode. I just remember it from the outtake. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I know <laughs> the one where I need Pamela just like loses it, and everybody else is just like, whatever. We've done this for so many years. It's the fact that Cass and and Jensen are just like, for fuck's sake, mm-hmm. and you can tell that Jared's only doing it because the actress who plays Pamela is cracking up about mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and like, they're oh, just like, I've got somebody who actually thinks this is funny. I'm going to go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need new underwear. But <laughs> yeah, that's one that I'm that I thought of just this morning. That I was like, darn, I should have stuck him in somewhere because that's actually kind of like what probably... you thought of it. You can you can think about no, it's okay. Just it. to know if somebody else pops up, I I might mention if I think of another dean. But I'm not I'm not messing with my table right now or trying to figure out where to put him. So no, but that's another one okay. that I've forgotten. But that's our thought process. Carly and I, I think this was months ago. We were just like brainstorming. And we made lists of like, you know, different types of Sams and different types of Deans. More often than not, if there's if there was a Sam version, there was usually a, a counterpoint Dean, like in most of these, but not in all of them. So there's some diversions and stuff like that. So I'm going to start with number 22, again, least favorite. I call this giving up Dean. And this is for most of season 15. Um, mm-hmm. Carly, we've talked about this. I just, and again, I don't know storyline, bad writing, whatever it was. This is the most unlike Dean like I've ever seen. I felt a big disconnect with his character for mm-hmm. most of the middle of season 15. And I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was, but it was this, a different type of dejection, a detachment, a whatever happens happens or you know the sacrificing kind of going above and beyond what he was normally willing to do so 
he's just my least favorite. Most of most of season 15, giving up Dean. Number 21 yeah. is Heaven Dean, season 15, the series finale. And that's just more about where and how the character got there than the portrayal. And again, we have discussed this at length. We don't need to go mm-hmm. into it again. <laughs> um, we did a whole episode on it, guys. Oh, we yes. know what we think about the finale. Yes. You can check it out. We're not yes. going to go over it again. Number 20 is Dean from the Winchesters. Uh, so again, like it's still a ver- it's still a Dean, but it's not even a Dean on Supernatural. It's Dean on the show, the Winchesters. I was really still happy Dean, to see though. him, like to see him back and, you know, kind of like getting into his, getting into trouble, you know, like he, he normally did, but I just, I just want to see him back with Sam, you know, and in the time and place that he deserved to be in. So that was kind of my, like, it was nice to see him got really excited, was so excited, but then was like, it just didn't feel right. Again, alternate universe, all that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it just didn't, it just didn't. Plus his hair wasn't right. <laughs> <laughs> oh wasn't no, Jackson right. should have, hair should wasn't have right cut his hair back for that one episode. For that one episode he should have, he should have committed, damn it. <laughs> he should have committed. <laughs> Commit to the role, Mr. Ackles, um, please. So then 19, we have Leviathan Dean from season seven, the episode slash fiction, where it's basically Leviathans um, inhabiting, um, like doppelganging Sam and Dean. So serial killer rampage, zero fucks given. It it was a fun, fun little detour this- and like their commentary about the brains they were inhabiting at the time and like the angst and all the stuff that you know they were they were dealing with i i found that fun it it was it was twisted but fun so i like that mm, but i'm still i i want you to know that i'm mad that that is so low down on your list because there are deans that i think fucking suck massive dick compared to leviathan dean that you put like way up the list so i know well we can you know what you can right after i go through mine you can comment. You could you could even make notes if you want on on the on the. No, thing. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to save all my comments because we're going to switch this round, and we're going to record an alternate one, not an alternate one, but a follow up one where Will I we change the ranking. Dean. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll take okay. your list of deans and rank them in the order I think, and you okay. can take my list of Sam's and rank them in the order you think. Okay, that sounds the good. Podcast mascot has upped his mascot duties this week, and. Not content to just sit on the bed or sit on the table. He's decided he's going to sit in my fucking lap. So if y'all hear any weird like muffles or bangs or anything, it's because the cat, who is not a small animal, by the way, has decided that he needs to be here in my face. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, so number 18, we've got. So again, this is like a one episode one. Season three, Demon Dean from Dream a, Dream a Little Dream. I just I really like this scene that episode because of just Jensen being able to play both deans in this and how different he was able to like the little nuance, the subtlety of it, but then kind of really digging into the emotional parts, you know, and the one side of him just beating him down, you know, and making him just go all out fury, rage mm. at himself. I just love that scene. I just think it's, it's great. It just kind of, it makes my heart hurt for him. Probably. I mean, not that it wasn't the first time that my heart hurt for Dean, but I think it was just, you have a couple visceral moments in the, in the show 
for him. And this was, I think, one of them too, you know, that kind of really made you get into his head more about what he was thinking. And that was, I think, standout version of Dean that I wanted to like mention. I think it's always a sign of, it's it's almost like a litmus test for an actor. Can they act against themselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and Jensen, and that's not even, that is not even the first time Jensen does it. Mm-hmm. And it's always spectacular. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So 17, I have domestic Dean, and this is like the beginning of season six with Lisa and Ben. My notes are, you would think I would like this version more as much as I think about Dean and domesticity in my Some Sunny Day series, but I think it's because Dean is really just playing the part he promised Sam to play. So, I mean, he cares for Lisa and Ben. There's just a hollowness to it. I'm rewatching this season right now. I know the words are hard for Dean to say, but- he never, ever says he loves Lisa. And I don't know if he ever says he loves Ben, but it's just very, she never says it either, I don't think. And it's just an interesting, what what roles are they playing for each other? Mm-hmm. But I think the more I watch it, the more I have a lot of respect for Lisa and her dealing with Dean, you know, and handling the situations of kind of being like, you know, giving him autonomy and agency in what he's doing, but kind of like, you know, I've got this part, you figure this stuff Mm -hmm. out. And then if we come together, we come together, but it's just, and again, season six in and of itself in the very beginning is just so like, what the hell's going on between both of the boys that it's hard to like really get a grasp of them um, for that. I think for really the first half of season six until you find out what's going on. Um, And then they sort of like, you know, start to trust each other. And again, maybe that's just because he doesn't have Sam, you know, and that could be a part of it too. It's just that disconnect that he doesn't know how to function. It's just weird. You know? Yeah. It's it's just, so I, I should like it more. (laughs) I don't like it as much (laughs) as I thought I should. Um, Fully disagree. There are deans that have ranked lower than domestic deans that should have ranked higher. It's Leviathan Dean. All right. If you want to do this other episode, you Um, can't make these comments. (laughs) No, I just, I, I can't let that one lie because it really shocked me to see that so low on your list. Oh gosh. Number 16 is Endverse Dean from the season five, season five episode, The End. I just write a thigh holster can make up for a lot of dickish behavior. <laughs> just saying. I don't even, I don't even think he was that much of a dick, but again, that's Jensen acting against Jensen mm-hmm. and he fucking nails it yeah. so well. Yeah. Number 15, I put Amara Dean from season 11. Like Dean's confusion mm-hmm. and, you know, the way he's enraptured by Amara, I think it's just because I just like that. I just like watching him. <laughs> like, yeah, just, you know, just going gaga over something and not really understanding why. It just, there's certain scenes with her that I really enjoy. And I like his just not, not knowing what's going on, his inability to, not be drawn to her. I just kind of, I kind of like, so that's why Mm. he's, it's 15. The one that Carly would have totally not put on any list in any regard. And when they do their ranking will not include it is number 14, Scooby natural Dean from season 13, Scooby natural. Um, I just like how excited Dean is to be with the Scooby gang. There's so much, enjoyment that he has in that whole episode yes there's creepy vibes 
with Daphne, but I still like <laughs> it's. I still like Happy Dean. So that's what I, in the end, that's what I focus on. I think more is Happy yeah. Dean. He's very happy yeah. in that. He's so excited. Sam is even doing bitch face in cartoon and it's just glorious. The whole thing. I love. It's one of my all-time favorites. Carly hates it. <laughs> Mine gets, it gets number 14 for that for me. So I do. Can I go now? You can. Okay. No, I just, I just wanted to draw attention. That, isn't it interesting that when you take away Jensen's beautiful face, his behavior is creepy because I don't think Jensen acts at uh, Dean. Sorry. I don't think Dean acts any differently to Daphne than we've seen him act to lots of girls obviously there's a there's a longer standing attraction <laughs> that dean has towards daphne but all the things he does to daphne we've seen him do to other girls but because jensen isn't physically there with his beautiful beautiful face to make you go oh no i don't think that's true i don't creepier. think that's true i don't think that's true okay. and i will disagree on that i think the reason i find it's it creepy speculation. is because it's Daphne, who my understanding is, is probably still a teenager. I think it's Scooby Gang, oh, or if not, at least like maybe like if they're if they would even be in college, she wouldn't be that old. Is my is my reasoning for it? So cartoon or not, um, I just get it's a creepy vibe for him to be hitting on somebody younger. Also, not human. <laughs> like you know it's it's just kind oh, of like it's no. one of those situations where it's a cartoon and you know I get it it's Dean but fine but there's just there's a there's a creepiness to that well like, I'm gonna up the creep I'm gonna up the creep back to now God. what season what season was Scooby Natural in 13 14 13 and he was a lot older too so it's not like we're even talking like 20s Dean you know we're talking He's in his almost 40s. 40, I think. No, I almost think, 40. I th when did when did Dean <clears throat> he was 41 in 15, wasn't he? Yeah, so he would have just been like 40. Just 39. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So because um, yeah. in, in the original Scooby-Doo series, Daphne was um 16. Yeah. Okay. See, that's just creepy. So <laughs> that so, is very creepy. I will I will say though. To balance, it doesn't balance it out in any way. That is creepy shit. <laughs> there are behind the scenes clips of Jared and Jensen recording their lines for Scooby Natural. And one of them is Jensen doing the Sammy, look how big my mouth I is. I love that. Line, and it's hilarious. I love it. And he just cracks up. And Jared's cracking up. It's fucking cute. I, I know Supernatural episodes from their bloopers, fam. That's it. <laughs> I will say the next time... This episode comes up in my rotation watching with Ted. We will do the thing that we did the last time, which was we will watch the Scooby Natural, the Scooby, the Scooby Doo episode that the Scooby Natural episode is based on first. Then we will watch Scooby Natural. Then we are going to watch the special that's on the Blu ray that they, where they did it. So that's going to be like a Scooby Natural night. That's what we're going to do. Wait, 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 w
it's based on an actual episode. I thought yeah. it was just based on the series, nope. like as a whole. No, there's it's an actual ba- there's an episode. actual episode like that where I will find it. I will link it in the description because link, I link them all because I I had to find it because I knew when I first saw the house. I said I've seen that house before in Scooby Doo. I said there's an episode that's actually based around this. I know there is, and there was. We watched that first, and um, yeah, I'll find it. I'll link it. In the description. Yeah. The artwork well, is today great. I learned. The artwork is really great. It's very spot on. And like, I mean, it definitely veers, you know, off, but the the startup is the same. Kind of like the cold open, you know, is kind of the same mm. in terms of the storyline. Um, but they have to spend the night at a, you know, haunted, you know, haunted quote unquote house to, uh, for Scooby, I think, to get the inheritance or whatever. Yeah. Based on a based on a real episode, yep, yep, and Didi. Yeah. Um, well, there we go. Today, we today, I have lunch. So, on all those tangents, uh, number thirteen is Dean Smith from season four episode "It's a Terrible Life." I like seeing Dean dressed up as a Ken doll. That's always cute, like business Dean. I'm fucking sure. Um, I like that. There's like a immediate switch that he goes from thinking Sam Wesson's batshit crazy to fully in on the whole, yeah, let's hunt some ghosts thing. I just, there's that little boy excitement towards the tail end of the episode, like when they're learning and they, and they, they work together. That's very endearing to me. So the dynamics between them not being brothers is also very fun uh, in the beginning too, especially when he's like, you know, dude, save it for the, what does he say? Save it for the, Save it for the health club. Save it for the health club. Yeah. Or something. Yes. And I was just like, okay. Season, not season, number 12 is Purgatory Dean. Season eight, uh, the flashbacks. Solely yep. due to his badassery and how hot the man looks dirty. Even dirty. <laughs> so hot. He's just really. Yeah, so good. Yeah. It's just, there's a it's lot. Just like. Yeah. And gritty and dirty. And I can thing. never. Wa- <laughs> I can never, I can never watch any of the purgatory scenes without knowing that Jensen went to the director or the producer and was like, why does Dean not have a beard? <laughs> and Castiel does have a beard and they are getting the answer. Dean has knives, you know, I can, I can never, I can never watch it. And I, I love the stuff like the color palette in Supernatural can sometimes be like way off. Mm-hmm. Um, but the color palettes that they did for Purgatory and that really like washed out almost grayscale, mm-hmm. fucking perfect. Yeah. And he's, oh, he's so dirty and he's so gross. And he's got a big, like, I want to say it's like obsidian or something, like kind of axe. Thick or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. A, it's, it's meant to be a machete, but it's not, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, and it, it just looks like it's made of some kind of like volcanic glass of some variety. Right. right. Like. Right. I, uh, yeah, I honestly don't remember yeah. the weapon. <laughs> <laughs> you like, I'm not it. <laughs> what? There's a lot of like, you know, intense staring and like, you know, yeah. Whenever, whenever Dean pulls out the jaw clenches too, I'm just usually like, big old puddle. He does that a lot. Number eleven is Michael Dean. Um, particularly, I highlighted the season fourteen episode. Nihilism, which is also the episode with Rocky, Rocky's bar Dean in it. I mm. kind of, I wasn't a huge fan of like the Michael Dean, 
the first few instances, I think maybe the first episode, you could definitely tell it was, it was not Dean. Like Dean wasn't there. Like, you know, Dean wasn't in there at all. I just, but I did like that one episode, just like he's very haughty. He's very snarky. He's so done. Um, He's just so sassy. And I don't think you get to see, you don't get to see, I don't know, like it's a different sassy, right? Like it's not like our usual sassy Dean. It's just different. And I just really liked it in that one episode. I thought I thought he was contrasting everything about Dean's usual demeanor like really well. Like there were there wasn't any part of Dean in that performance. Mm-hmm. And I I liked that. I, I I liked it. Not necessarily that I was like, oh, you know, but I mean he looked great in the suits and all that good stuff. But I just really liked that I was that one performance. I like yeah, no, I like those kind of when they, when when J two get to play, you know, possessed demonic mm-hmm. or angel mm-hmm. people, and you can, like, you get to see them, and it's not even Dean, mm-hmm. you know, it mm-hmm. truly is this other entity just wearing his face. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm with you there. Um, number ten, I have post purgatory Dean from season eight. <laughs> It's just, he's just, he's just really hot. He just starts to get like super hot. Like I, like you don't think it's possible and it does. Like, I don't, I can't explain it, but it's just like, it's just. I wonder if it's because I'm trying to think now, Jensen would have hit maybe, maybe 35 then. And if that's what it is, maybe he just tipped over the age that Sandra I don't know but it was just like, damn I was just like oh my god like I mean it's it already I mean it was it was already starting in season six but like by by season eight I was like holy hell this man cannot be real and then you meet him and you realize <laughs> he is <laughs> yeah and no, that's um, fine. yeah it's just it's yeah he's just there's a lot of really good season eight episodes where not really because they're good episodes just because Jesus, he just looks so, so just great. Looks and then, good. And then when you get like an episode where it's a flashback from season eight, like a purgatory flashback and season eight. <laughs> oh, it's just like, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, because okay. that's uh I'm gonna go like I'm I'm gonna go back and look at like episodes, but we'll be like, yep, I know there's a trial and error where he wears the glasses. Like it shouldn't be, but it's it's mm. totally, totally hot for like all of 10 seconds he plays he's the hand about in a different episode. handmaiden um yes there's uh he gets really like angry and when he's like uh interrogating somebody and like his purgatory dean starts to come out and he has like a flashback <laughs> in the middle of it it's just like it's all of that all of that yeah we, <laughs> instead we watch of, the show for of- really important reasons <laughs> Yeah, look, it's a very, it's a very important, culturally important show. Very important. Cornerstone, I would say. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking of Daniel saying to Jensen, your Dean is showing. Yeah. And then Sam saying to Dean, your purgatory Dean is showing. <laughs> Get your shit together. Yeah. Oh my God. Daniel is so lucky. <laughs> oh. oh, so lucky. Yeah. Just to even get I'll give you that. part of that at any given moment for a few seconds. Amazing. Um, okay. So number nine is, so this oh, is, Woo. yeah. Oh yeah. We got into that. So number nine is, I call this post demon deal Dean from season three. 
Um, so this is like after he's made the deal that he's going to go to hell. So like dealing with trying to figure out if there's a way that they can get out of the deal for Dean and, you know, Lilith and all, all that fun stuff. Um, I think really this is just a lot more about the season too, but Dean's mm. grappling with things emotionally in this season. I kind of feel like you start to get a lot more of, you know, his insecurities, his fears, his deflections, different things like that, that I think really do start to just endear him to me. Uh, rewatching, I'll tell mm. you, rewatching the seasons, I just, I will say, I do love how much more you get out of a rewatch each time. I really do think it's different. You know, every time you're building on something, you get a little bit more, you look for something different. And mm. I did enjoy you know, the relationship between Sam and Dean, seeing that growth, you know, and the hurdles that they face. So I, I think just as a whole, it's just more of like season three in general and Dean within it, even though I do not like, he is very clean shaven in season three. It's dolphin's belly. Like it really is, you know, and it's just like, it's dolphin's belly, which is just, I'm not used to him. Sandra has feelings about rough and scruffy Dean. I like rough and scruffy. I don't like, again, like we'll, we'll talk about, but like a little bit of stubble ain't bad, you know, but he just, he looks, he looks especially young. I think in a lot of episodes. Yeah. Gives you the, the more time passes between season three and now. It's like, I'm like, yeah, you're like, like, okay. Oh, I'm getting baby. I'm getting older. He stings the exact same age. This <laughs> yeah. is weird. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I was, I was fully in for season one, Sam, when I started watching in 2017, and I watched season one now, and I'm like, that is a fucking child. Yeah. Somebody come and get this baby. It's a yeah. super vibe. Somebody come and put this baby down for a nap. Like it yeah. gives me, it gives me weird now. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. So number eight is a post Heldine. So again, pretty much all of season four. And I really just said that it's a lot more of the above that I had reasons for season three. It's just an amazing season. He's got a great arc. His relationship with Sam is tested immensely towards the end Mm -hmm. of the season, really like all starting at the beginning, but just gets worse and worse and worse. And it's just, it's a really good season. He does a really great job in it. It's the, plus it's heaven and hell. There's a heaven and hell episode, which will, you know. In the test of time I, is one of the best episodes <laughs> for many reasons. Not only, you know, I fully disagree. Dean's performance and what he does at the Pink. end, but I know it's, I know what you did last summer for you, but for me, it's, Pink, you will find <laughs> that it's part one of heaven and hell. I know what you did last summer. And you know yeah. what? See, here's another version of Dean that I totally forgot. Yellow fever Dean. That's a distinct Dean. That's a season Aww. four Dean. That would rank up pretty high there for me too. So, because you know, you get to see him totally afraid, totally different. And again, I, I I think in season four, they really start playing with, I mean, they all, they've always done it, but I just feel like they just feel more free about putting the boys into different situations more and seeing what happens mm-hmm. with them and the performances that they bring out of both of them. So yeah, um, Postal Dean season four, I just, I just feel like it's just a great version of Dean, not, not great in terms of you know, you feel bad for him, but yeah, the emotions, the different things that he brings out, brings out in that, in that season. Um, another one that Carly will not like in their ranking I don't like this. is Amnesiac Dean from the season 12 episode. I can't believe it made the cut. Regarding I can't Dean. believe it even That's made the cut seven. for yours. No. 
I know. No. I know. But it did. And it turns very sad uh, midway through. But in my mind, at the beginning of it, Dean's losing his memory frees him, gets him this more kid-like innocence that I wish he had as a child growing up. It's just this different expression of stripped stripped away Dean of all the um, baggage that I, I, again, I think Jensen does an amazing job in this episode. A lot of people are always like, you know, it's a shame that Supernatural kind of has this science fiction-y, you know, lens about it that maybe it wouldn't have gotten a lot of accolades or critics, you know, critics really looking at it as more than that kind of a show. Because I think, you know, both Jensen and Jared delivered some really great performances in certain seasons that I think would have been highlighted if it had been a different show. And I think, Mm. I think him in this, he goes through a lot. Dean goes through a lot. And, but then it kind of like all gets fixed and wrapped up at the end in that cute way. I just love that. Like, you know, Dean's just like holds up a little sticky, which killing bullets, you know, (laughs) it's just like, you know, and then he's just like, you know, uh, Sam comes down the stairs and he's like, you know, brother, which, (laughs) and you know, it's just that there's a tragedy to it, but then a lightness that I think Supernatural has the ability to pull off that other shows kind of couldn't all within one episode. And Mm. it's not amnesiac Dean on the mechanical bowl, but damn, just just for that. It's in that episode. And that scene influenced Sandra so much. She put it in one of her own works. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see him on a mechanical bowl, damn it. And um, yeah, yeah, I just, again, the hotness level of Jensen and Dean as the years, like, first I was like, ah, you know, like season nine and 10 is pretty like, pretty like right up there. But then like, no, there's still like, there's still stuff coming like year after year after year. And I just like, he's, yeah, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss, Dean. I would say um, Jensen is top five, the hottest he has ever been in his life currently now in 2023. So, I mean, you know, it's it, kind it of over. weird. That's that's the thing. Like, you know, you keep thinking, no, I don't I, I'm, I don't think he's reached his peak yet. I really don't. I think we've still got. No, I think we've still got a good a good few years of him being as, yep. as hot as he as he possibly can be. Boy, we're we're, <laughs> we're giving giving you all the real reasons why. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't. I I want it noted right now. I didn't rank any of my sums by hotness. Aw, okay. Well, I, I wish I now. had now. I feel well, bad. Well, there, there was so, there was there was a little bit of I hotness in some of these rankings, but not in every ranking. But sometimes it just the hotness pushed it over. So number six, we'll see. We'll see if that holds <laughs> up to the test when we get to my list, and you can go. Uh, no. <laughs> number six. Number six. Demon Dean from season 10. Just, just taken away from us way too soon. I would have loved to have seen more of of Dean Mon for a few more episodes. I think from the hair parting to just like, it's just like the little things that just, it's just a different Dean, a different version of Dean. Again, stripped away of certain worries, cares, concerns Mm -hmm. kind of thing, but a different version of that. So yeah, I just 
he holds a, a special place in many people's, many people's hearts. We're going to, we're going to get back to hotness again. Apologies. Five. I call this Mark of Cain Dean from seasons nine through season 10. And it's mm-hmm. not consistent throughout. It kind of pops in here and there, but um, there's badass fight scenes, trying to maintain his self-control. There's lots of jaw clenches. <laughs> Confidence. I bet that I bet Jensen's, given. <laughs> Jensen's dentist was making bunk during that season. I also get the feeling that in a lot of like Jensen probably could have put a reel together of season nine and season ten, Dean, and been like, This is my soldier boy audition. Like there's mm. certain parts in there, not a lot, but certain parts where I feel like he toes the line of that zero fucks given. It's not quite the same as Demon Dean. It's just a little bit different, a little bit of a different flavor to it. And he's also, mm-hmm. again, we're getting into like, man, just beautiful. Like season nine, Devil May Care, you know, it just it just keeps getting better and better and better and better. So it doesn't stop. So that's that's where I'm at. This is totally... The man does things to me when he's Mark of Cain Dean. So, um, <laughs> yep. Number four, you're probably I'm not going to like this one either. This one. But again, stunned. I call it Mary Returns Dean from season 12. And it's really just the first few episodes. It's before Mary abandons them. I just, again, I just like seeing how happy Dean is to have his mom back. You really feel I feel it. like you've cherry picked that then. What do you mean? I feel I feel like you do because if you're going, it's Mary returns Dean, so it's Dean with his mom back in his world again, mm-hmm. and you've gone the first few episodes where he's super happy, and then ignored the rest of the season yeah. where she fucked off, and yeah. he's sad. Yeah, wasn't but that it's the point? Still... Is, aren't we aren't we allowed to pick the different versions of Dean for this? Yeah, no, I, you can. I, did I misinterpret no, you the homework assignment, Carly? Now I'm confused. No. <laughs> you, can. you can, but you put it all under Mary returns. And mm-hmm. I just feel like, oh, so yeah, but you I'm should have been like before Mary, Mary before she fucks up. Well, I said before Mary abandons them, so I clarified in oh, my right, why. Then. See, it's in my okay. why before Mary it, abandons it them. I love seeing how happy Dean is having his mom back. I do not like how Dean gets treated when Mary leaves fucks and off. how he feels about it. I don't like any of that and all the torment he's trying to go to try to connect with her. But the Mary returning is a very happy, satisfied boy. And that mm. makes me happy to see him happy. So again, yeah, that's why. No, that's okay. That's okay. okay. You can, okay. I, I retract my criticism. That's all right. You can have that. You amended it in the comments. It's fine. I Top can't three. wait to hear <laughs> yours and get all these, get all these explanations. So number three. I just, I just call him Baby Dean from season one. And this ranked higher than I thought he would. But again, I think it's the rewatches are giving me wanting to take care of him more. And mm. knowing that he's been through so much already at this point, but he's still got a carefree attitude, at least that he displays, that's very different from later season deans you know there's just the weight Mm -hmm. of everything keeps piling on him so i wrote anything pre-dean having to possibly kill i put dean again but i meant sam anything pre-dean having to possibly kill sam is a sweet summer child to me and so we're talking like Mm -hmm. anything 
season one up until probably like the very beginning. Yeah. Beginning of season two, when he finds out from John that, you know, he's going to have John. to do something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Jensen, I, yeah. at like in the in the pilot in the first season, Jensen was like 26, 27. Mm-hmm. He was not like Jared was like a 22, 23 year old, like actual baby. Mm-hmm. But I still look back at the pilot and I'm like, will somebody come and get these babies and give them some juice and a nap? Yeah, they are fucking children, and it's cutest. Yeah, Yeah, he smiles differently. He smiles different, right? Yeah, Yeah. it's really weird. Again, like there's just there's a there's a definite era to that Dean, and I Mm -hmm. a lot of people we know would always say, oh, I I miss season one Dean, and I really I don't think I really got it until I started, you know, kind of rewatching it. Be like, yeah. This is the Dean that they're talking about. Like the one that didn't have the whole weight of the world on his shoulders. A season number two, two number da, two, da, 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 da. season number two. Give no. me all the holidays. Give me all the holidays, Dean. Um, this is season 15, last holiday. I distill it into one scene in the entire episode. The little clap that Dean does at the top of the stairs when he and Sam return back to the bunker and Mrs. Butters is all set to celebrate Christmas with them. I wrote, that is what I want for Dean. He deserves all that happy and more. And I just feel like he's so happy in those like little montages and moments that it's just like, oh, he's getting all this stuff he didn't get. And I mean, the boys talk about holidays a lot. I think even though they don't necessarily go through them, like they have a lot of memories that kind of conflict about holidays and stuff. And I think a lot of what Dean did for Sam was try to give Sam sort of normal as normal of holidays as he could, but I don't know how much he was given that. So I feel like this is kind of his, this is somebody taking care of you and giving you all the holidays that you wanted. And I just love that. I just love that. He's so happy. He does like the clap and then he like, and then he like claps on the rails and it's just the cutest little thing that I've ever seen a 40 year old man do. And you just want to hug him and be like, yes, you get all that. But okay. Gonna rain on your parade so fucking hard in a minute. (laughs) Okay. Number one. Number one. We found the Batcave Dean. So it's the middle of season eight when they find the bunker. This to me is domestic Dean, like at his best, like finding a place to call home that's static and stationary. Cause we all know babies are first home and will always be their home in their heart, but he just settles in. He embraces it. He revels in it. He cooks. He does all the things that he's like, he fixes up his room. He just goes it's all It's got memory out. foam. It's got it memory foam. It remembers him. him. And he's just like, he's decorating. Like, and I just think he's lived in a duffel bag, lived in a car for so many decades. And to finally found a place where he can just breathe and it feels mm. like his, he's so beautiful in that. It's just, it's lovely to see him that happy. Again, for me, it's just happy. And he's just, as happy as he can be with the world falling apart, he's happy. He takes that happy, but embraces it, good. and makes it his. And it's his. So that's my yeah. That's my number one, Dean. I can't wait to get to that episode. I'm so like, I'm so like, season eight. Please give me that episode. You, I can't wait. If you laugh me on Supernatural, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have to stop watching again. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I'm in the middle of season seven. 
So if you okay. laugh at me, that's going to be embarrassing. <laughs> well, it's going to be embarrassing. It's probably going to happen because I'm already. So when we're getting ready, oh, we haven't started it yet, but I think it's next is clap your hands if you believe is coming up next, which we're I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to. Maybe we'll watch that before before the con. I'm hoping maybe this weekend, but there may not be time. May have to wait till after. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, we'll but see. that's mine. Those are all my fave deans. So that's Sandra's um, top twenty-two deans that she remembered, with a couple a couple of extras that she would have slotted in. If Please she tell me if you're listening, what dean did I forget that I should have put on there? I really because I'm just so blanking out. But like any dean versions that I forgot, tell me. So Sand- tell Sandra's. Me Sandra's remembered deans are Yellow Fever Dean mm-hmm. and Rocky's Bar Dean. Those are the ones she's remembered yeah. and not from the list. Yeah. Are there any deans that we missed, guys? Sure there Let are. us know. Sure there are. Okay. So now, Probably. Carly, I'm going to switch yeah. to yours now. My list is a top 20. And actually, <laughs> as we said at the beginning, there won't be a one-to-one comparison because they're not. You know, mm. they're not comparable that way. But you won't find a Winchester Sam on my list because... Um, there wasn't. <laughs> he was on another earth. Um, I knew that would have been real difficult. Winchester Sam, gold star, 10 out of 10. No, there's no Winchester mm. Sam for obvious reasons. And there's no Scooby Natural Sam because <laughs> I hate that episode so much. I fucking really, really hate it. I so, love Sam's bitch face in cartoon form it is so it's a good it's, it's well animated yeah it's so cute it's, it's well animated mm. it is it is and it's very it's very distilled sam just mm-hmm. for the love of fuck what is wrong with you and his brother this sometimes gets lost in real life but really is distilled in cartoon form i still hate that fucking episode <laughs> so i have not ranked scooby natural sam it's it's number 21 all right that's how low down the fucking list it is it beats out my number oh. 20, which is post-Dean Samson. This is my least mm. favorite Sam. Mm-hmm. Scooby Natural would rank even lower than this. No, it would If I'd have ranked it, it'd have come like, this is the worst. This is mm. the worst. Mm-hmm. And we're talking, I'm talking everything from the band scene where they're having that final conversation mm-hmm. right the way to Hey, is Sammy on the bridge? Okay. All of it is okay. It hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes supernatural hurts me, and I like it. I did not enjoy this. Yeah, this was really like I cried from the moment it becomes obvious what has happened to Dean. The rest of the episode, and then additionally about two hours after that, and my husband mm-hmm. was just like, "What is wrong with you?" And I'm yeah. like, "You just wouldn't understand." <laughs> It wasn't meant to be like this. Yeah. So I hate, he never speaks again, you know, and you could, <clears throat> ev- even, even the parts of his life that are supposed to show him happy, you know, he's walking little toddler, please kidnap me, Dean, through the park, you know, he's playing catch with him with blurry wife in the background. He's helping him with his homework. It's so. It's sad. It's, it's sad. It's like it's like a photo that someone's ripped in half. Mm-hmm. There's there's a part missing even in these happy scenes, and then you know the the ending when he's in the bed. We're not going to talk about 
the dark brown wig. Mm-hmm. But it, if we put a hat on Jared for that scene and he gets in the car and just holds the wig. That's heartbreaking. Pain, That's a heartbreaking. so palpable. Yeah. And you know, you know what else as well? I really hope that the Impala is in the garage because Sam is too too old to drive it. Like the engine is too powerful. His reaction, his reflex is too slow. But I really hope that he passed her on to Dean Jr. because Dean would be devastated by mm-hmm. his baby just rotting away in a garage. So yeah. I hate yeah. it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Like it will it will always be no matter how many Sams you make me rank, this will always be at the bottom. Next one, controversial, controversial. <laughs> White suit Samatha, okay? There's just something about, I don't know what it is, because y'all know I like me a possessed Sam. I'm a big fucking fan of a possessed Sam. But there's just something about, like, that that white suit and he's cutting the roses in this like like wasteland almost mm-hmm. and like i i can i can see what the you know what the writers were going for and so like oh look he's all white and pure in this this filth and i can see it but all i look at it is it's just pretentious mm-hmm. like he's just he's trying so hard well that it's it's comical and i don't mean jared is trying so hard i mean lucifer in sam is yeah. trying so hard that it's just, it's not even funny. It's just sad. Yeah. Because I think, like, up until that point in the season, I think we really only see Mark Pellegrino as Lucifer mm-hmm. in the episode right before Free to Be You and Me when he's talking yep. to Sam. And there's a very, there's not a lot of thread. I find it hard seeing that lucifer portrayal and then like the samifer like you said it's it's definitely very like pretentious mm. and uppity like i see like i it, see where it's going but it's like it doesn't quite mesh yeah you know like it's, it's even, a little different even Casper, you can see the cues he's pulled from Mark Pellegrino, you can see the bits that he's lifted and gone, okay, this is, yeah. you know, this, you know, Mark does this and Mark does that and he's melded it in. But it's also very and dramatic. It, like you said, it's supposed to be this very, yeah. like, you know, he's putting on this show for Dean too. Like, you know, like trying but to make him feel like there's no way it's always going to happen this way. But yeah, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little different. It's not quite what's expected. It's, it's just it, thinking about it more now and like the placement of it. Like the end of season five, Sam, Samifer is much more, I feel like cohesive and makes a lot more sense, you know, overall than mm-hmm. that little bit that you see of him in the end, in, in mm-hmm. that, that one episode. Controversial, I know, because I know a whole lot of people love white suit Samifer, but I, I'm, I'm not with you that guys. I'm sorry. Number 18 for me is, <clears throat> I suppose this is, <laughs> This is the this is the Sam version of domestic Dean. Sam with Amelia in uh, season eight. It's it's a it's it's about as domestic as we get with Sam because mm. we don't really see much of him and Jess in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But it's just and he was too young back then too. I really feel like there'd be like yeah. a domesticity to him. Yeah, yeah. And I will say, I will say, guys, this pains me because this is Sam with the best hair. Season eight. This is the best hair. He will ever have, and I'm just like, I fucking hate it though. 
Mm. And it's I think it's just it's it's the it's Amelia, it's it's the plot line, it's the fact that, you know, he's very obviously given up on Dean or he's not you know, whether it's niggling him or not, he's like, Oh I'm fuck gotta find out the what's Kevin happening. You know? thing, ignoring Kevin, like yeah. all of that. It's very not Sam. It's very it's very much for plot purposes, Sam. Mm. Which I don't And I know I know that Sam has a tendency to be a bit more selfish than Dean and a bit, a bit more focused on you know on on his wants over the whole But I don't think I don't think Kevin things. would have fallen but that's too in far. with that, you know. That was a little much. No. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. The the they needed the Amelia. That to be the thing. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, but it's garbage. I it is garbage. Like it. I agree. No. I agree, but that's the plot. I, yeah. Yeah. But I don't like it. So, um, where where did where did this rank on your dean, Sam? Sandra? Uh, let me just let me just check. Number four. Okay. So this this particular situation was number four on Sandra's <laughs> list of deans. It is number seventeen on mine. Sam after Mary comes back mm-hmm. because you can see that he just doesn't know mm-hmm. what to do, and there's yeah. so much expectation being put on him by Dean you know like this is mom why are you not like and he's like he's trying and you can see he's trying and there are a few really lovely moments with with Sam and Dean at uh, Sam and Mary sorry but there's just there's clearly so much pressure that he doesn't know how to handle and my heart hurts for him because mm. this is a this is a stranger he's six months old he has no memory of this person yeah other than what other people have told him and then suddenly He's expected to, you know, be a son to this woman that he doesn't know. And you can see him like he's just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. Whereas Dean fully, like, fully jumps in and embraces, oh my God, I've got my mum back. Right. You can tell Sam's waiting. So when the shoe drops and it devastates Dean, mm-hmm. Sam's kind of like, I don't know what you expected. Mm-hmm. And that hurts. I yeah. don't like that. Yeah. I, no, I like get that. it. I think, I think it gets into the whole contrasting. When you put the two boys in a situation, depending on what's going on, you know, you're going to have varying um, reactions, you know? So that's, Mm. that's a really good example of how very polar opposite, you know, that one, that one situation and the boy's reaction to it, you know? Mm. Yeah. You know, I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. So this, my next Sam. It's 16 on my list. It was two <laughs> on Sandra's. <laughs> and I Last know, I understand. Sam. I totally get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Because for for all the reasons <laughs> that Sandra loves Dean, you know, at the top of the stairs and the clap and he bangs the barrier at Bannister and he's like, oh my God, Christmas. And you can Sam like, is just a lost little puppy. <laughs> Sam's just stood there like, I don't, what? And you yeah. know, we've talked about this before. It's the difference between a boy who remembers a, a family Christmas, even even at four, you know, mm. he remember versus a boy who has no idea what this looks like. This is yeah. completely alien to him. Yeah. So he doesn't get, he's like, I don't, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> and it's just, Dean's like, oh my God. And Sam's just like, what the fuck? Just makes me sad. It just Aww. makes me sad. Guys. I know, I know, Sam. I know. I, I never, I never like it when the show 
forces you to acknowledge all the things Sam didn't get. It's I ostracizing him, yeah, from yeah. from and yeah. it I think the other the other episode that does that really well and hurts your heart is the supernatural, very supernatural Christmas too. Cause again, you get that, yeah. you get the experience, you get the perspective from both boys about how they interpreted holidays, mm. you know, and it's it's just mm-hmm. so I think that's why it makes it such a fascinating show too. Like when you really get into the dynamics of these two brothers, which we've talked about as much as we talk about the hotness, there's a lot of like, we need therapy Winchesters and how one situation can affect and then split two people very differently in how they react and how they Mm -hmm. handle. No, I, and you could definitely see him. You definitely see him trying like, okay, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. Kind of like Dean, domestic Dean with Lisa and Ben. Like, okay, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Kind of situation. Playing you a know? role. Yeah. 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 And even even further to that, when when it's when it's Sam's actual birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you can see he's kind of got this fake smile on his face. And I love the headband. I think it's so cute. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know in canon who would have talked him into that headband. I think probably Mrs. Butters. But- <laughs> It's so cute, but you can see like Dean is Dean's enthusiasm for this birthday party is genuine and you know real and but Dean's enthusiasm about, is about what he wants. <laughs> yeah, but he's still like there. Yeah. There is enthusiasm yeah. for a party to celebrate a birthday, mm-hmm. even if that enthusiasm is just looking around going, "I can have all this for me." Yeah, in like seven months. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Whereas Sam's kind of just with the you know the really obvious <laughs> boss smile just like mm-hmm. i don't I, I don't know what to do with my hands guys this is weird yeah. it makes yeah. me feel like oh let's take parties guys Aww. so mm-hmm. and that's funny it was number two for sandra and it's it's way down at the bottom for me mm-hmm. next one up number 15 is i suppose you would call it um i've got it down here as like chief slash leader sam mm-hmm. but like early season 14 Sam Mm -hmm. you know like while Dean while Michael is wearing Dean and then and then shortly after when Dean comes back and Mm -hmm. Dean's kind of like oh you're chief now Mm -hmm. and I just I think Sam does a really good job with it I think he is as good a leader as Dean is and can be but it's it's the forced nature of it. He didn't want all these people. He didn't sign up for all these people. Mm-hmm. Why, you know, all these people are now looking to him and he is now tasked with this responsibility that he has to keep them safe. But what he really wants to do is run out into the Impala and drive around the country until he finds his brother. Right. And you can see the, you know, the, the pull between these two things. So while he does a good job and it's not, you know, it's not, it's not bad or anything, I'm just, it, it hurts. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. It hurts. So next one, number 14, this would probably be <laughs> probably be equivalent to Sandra's baby dean, um Stanford Sam. And we only see it for like a you know, like a tiny little bit in the pilot. I'm I'm not a fan of it personally. Just because it, somebody come get this baby and give it a juice box <laughs> and put it down for a nap. Like that is that is that is a child. Mm-hmm. That is a fucking child. But also like I don't know. I just maybe it's selfish, but I hate how comfortable Sam looks. Hmm. He looks like he's living his best life, and I hate that. Okay, I hate it. I like 
how dare you live your best life? <laughs> Go be with your brother. You know, maybe that's the Winces offer in me, where Stanford mm-hmm. is only ever the barrier to fucking that you put in. You put in to have a little bit of conflict, and then you Dean comes and gets Sam from Stanford, and you're like, I'm now fuck. So maybe that's the Winces offer in me, but I just. I don't know. And Stanford Sam comes with Jess, and I've never been a big fan of Jess. Okay. She didn't do anything wrong. I yeah. Just, yeah. I like, don't and know. she was a barrier between the fucking. I think. <laughs> but I think that's what it what it comes down to, too. Like, I mean, and I know that like you want to be able to have the boys, like ideally, you know, if we're talking, I don't know, not Wincess, but like, you know, the the boys living their lives, but being able to balance having each other in their lives outside, but not having it be them together. You know what I mean? Like, but still being able to have them in it. It kind of feels like Mm. the show gives you, it can only be one or the other. And it's like, but no, I think there's a way that it can be, have all of those things, but you don't, they don't get the opportunity. I don't think to really, Mm explore that and find yeah. that normal quote-unquote life together mm-hmm. the normal life doesn't come with each other and that's probably the hurtful part too wins us decide you know what i mean so that kind of i get it yeah so far i don't disagree i don't know if my rankings oh, would change but they might a little bit if i if i've got to do the ranking mm-hmm. yeah interesting we'll see we'll see how we uh, mm-hmm. how we end up when we get close to the top so number 13 for me is the still cemetery samatha when it's actually sam- like what i consider to be samatha so mm-hmm. if white suit samatha is like this whole big theatrical production this is just it's it's mark pellegrino's lucifer wearing sam and it's you know mm-hmm. it's great mm-hmm. and they're like <sighs> the banter and everything between like Dean and Adam slash Michael mm-hmm. and things like that. And then of course he beats the unholy hell out of Dean. Mm-hmm. I'm remembering that right. It is it is Sam that beats Dean. Oh yeah. Michael, and he's yeah. like, I'm gonna he's gonna he's gonna hear you. He's gonna hear you something about your bones. He just says something with such depth. Such awfulness. That yeah. it's just like as he's hitting Dean, it comes out in the way, like the between the sound and him stating it, it's just like, oh, yeah. So this it falls. This falls into my my love of possessed Sam. Mm-hmm. Is this is this is the kind of thing that I'm thinking of? I think Jared does such an incredible job of differentiating these, and it's so subtle, but it's it's so good. But you know immediately mm-hmm. when it's. Lucifer's running the show, and when it's Sam, I've got mm. him, Dean. I've mm-hmm. got him. You know, it's it's okay. Oh, it chills just oh. thinking about it. That that oh. I I I was crying like a baby at that that episode oh. when I watched it again. It's such he does such a good job in that scene, and it's just Amazing. so overwhelming and emotional. And then I suppose also this might they might be in the same episode, but it's not in Still Cemetery when he actually says yes, to Lucifer. Mm-hmm. And Lucifer makes you think mm-hmm. that yeah, Sam is in control, episode. and then he's like, "Aha, psych! It was me all along." Yeah, um, yeah. It's just that's true, Samfer to me, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm a really big fan of that. Unfortunately, there are a lot of other Sams <laughs> that 
tick a lot of other different boxes for me. So it had to come this far down the list. Didn't mm-hmm. make the top 10, but um, I love it. I love that one. Number 12 for me is Post Bunker Sam. So what what did you, what did you call? What is the Dean equivalent? We found the Batcave. Yeah. Yeah. So you get the feeling, maybe this is just me because I pay a lot more attention to Sam than I do to Dean. Sorry, Dean. Sorry, Denson. <laughs> you get the feeling that Sam never truly settles in the bunker right yeah because he's and again this this those four years that dean had are crucial in so many ways very however distantly dean remembers a home mm-hmm. sam doesn't he's never had one and i think by the time he got to stanford he's probably he probably really struggled with that in much the same way as he struggles with the bunker we just didn't have enough time with Sam at Stanford to see mm-hmm. you just you know like Dean decorates his room Sam never does mm-hmm. you know Dean he's got his vinyl and he puts his weapons on the wall and he has pictures and things like that and Sam's room stays very basic and utilitarian you know he never he never embraces the bunker mm-hmm. in the same way Dean does so it, it makes me sad yeah I think there's reference to that in like there's a season nine episode with dorothy and charlie i think that's like a big part of it too like when he's Mm. ezekiel i think is like got him but like i think charlie makes mention of that particularly like your your room is like just your it's just like it's functionality like he uses the bunker the library for the knowledge and the what he can used for mm. cases and things like that. But yeah, there's a very distinct difference between there's no, how they deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the bunker is not a home for Sam. It's just a place mm-hmm. he lives, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's a subtle, but very strong distinction. Yeah. So closing in on, closing in on number 10, number 11 is the three Sams that are in his mind at the end of season six, when Cass breaks down the wall. Okay, and this is <laughs> this is where you're going to start to see the theme of a lot of my Sam picks are what they are, because we have like we have like base Sam who is confused and there's the girl in the car and things like that, and then you have soulless mm-hmm. who is soulless and he's great, but there's there's that the the Sam that remembers hell mm-hmm. is just and you know if soulless fights to live. That Sam is just like, you're going to fucking regret it. This is a terrible idea. Don't say I didn't warn you. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, like he's all he's all bloody and mm-hmm. dirty and in pain. And I hate myself. I really <laughs> like it. <laughs> so that ranks number 11 mm. for me. Gosh. And we're getting number 10. Top 10. Yay. We're getting into the top 10. Woo. Gadriel. Ezekiel. Gadriel. Sam. Mm-hmm. My God, what a fucking acting achievement for Jared that mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Just absolute to switch on a dime like that. Yeah. You know, it's very much the same as Still Cemetery. What is Lucifer? And then just in that one line, I've got him, Dean. Mm-hmm. And it's it's Sam again. This is, and you know, like it. We're given more time to explore a possessed Sam here than we were with with Samatha. And, you know, like the adjustment of the posture and the voice changes and just 
mm-hmm. all his mannerisms change and it's just so good. Yeah. When they hold on him for a lot of the switches, you know, like the switch overs, it's very impressive to see mm. sort of like the micro expressions and how his face just shifts um, yeah. into this other person. It's like looking at yeah. a completely different person, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And again, you can kind of see that although we only had Samoa as Gadriel for a very brief period in the hospital, mm-hmm. you can see that Jared just lifted just little bits. Mm-hmm. But then when we get Samoa back after mm-hmm. as he, um, Gadriel is left, you can see the bits of Sam's, uh, you know, like portrayal, Sam's acting, Jared, sorry, Jared's portrayal, Jared's acting choices that come back over to Samoa. Mm-hmm. So the, the shift of Gadriel between the vessels, it's still the same character, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. a different face. And I think it's it's so good. It's yeah, so it's good. very good. So we're into we're into my top ten now. So number nine, nine, which I had forgotten about until until <laughs> right before we started recording, and Sandra was like, "I forgot Dean Smith," and I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot Sam Wesson bollocks." Oh god, so. Sam Wesson got slotted in here at number nine. Um, okay. I think he's actually, I think he's actually one of the he's one of the only three Sams that make it into the top ten that are not ruined in some way. Make of that what you will. I love, I love, I love Sam Wesson. I love Jared's portrayal of him. While I have never worked tech support, I have worked customer service on the phone and that kind of bored. Mm-hmm. And try turning it off and back on again. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I hate this so much. I resonate with that on a very yeah. personal level. Yeah. Uh, whatever your feelings about that polo shirt, <laughs> whatever your feelings about it are, A, it's better than that monstrosity they dressed Jensen in for a staff. <laughs> Fight me over that shirt, guys. I hate it. <sighs> and it just, mm-hmm. it's, you can see that they really tried to like dress Jared down and diminish him to just this lowly ugh, tech support. There's room. no way. Yeah. When you see like him in the cubicle. Out. Oh my God. The cubicle thing is hilarious. Yeah. Even Ted's like, look at him in the cubicle. <laughs> it's like, I know. And he's just, he's so like, he spills out that fucking shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like from a story perspective as well. I just really love the idea that it's, you know, Sam is the one that comes to Dean and he's like, oh, I've been dreaming about you. We should do this. We should take the road. Uh-huh. Like, I like that Sam kind of takes the lead on, we should do this. It flips I, it, I, too. I, it flips the yeah. whole, like, the domestic, like, whatever he would normally, like, was craving, like, you know, just regular normal life. He so doesn't want it in this hallucination, you know, or this aimed that whatever the angels did. Yeah. For him, yeah. Company exists. Yeah. I, I think they just moved him. Like, he was like the cook. Zachary was like, the company exists. The haunting was real. Yeah. yeah. We just took your memories away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it is. Sam Sam wants his apple pie life. But then when he has normality, he's like, fuck no. <laughs> chase ghosts. <laughs> I just, I love it. I yeah. do. Yeah. I love it. Number eight. We're getting, we're closing yeah. in on some of Carly's personal, <laughs> personal loves and kinks here. Her Lucifer at the start of her Lucifer Sam at the start of season seven when he is bog fuck nuts like mm. fully shooting at thin air crazy and one specific scene stands out in my mind for this one 
And it's after Dean has tracked Sam down to the warehouse and he presses on the, you know, on the on the cut and he's like, I stitched this up. This is real. This mm-hmm. is stone one. And then the next morning there are Bobby's and Dean comes and brings him like a glass of water and a protein bar. And he's like, hydrate, proteinate, and checks the bandage. And he's going, Dean is saying to Sam, like, you know, I'm real. This, this is real. This, like, with his hand is real. And it's just, just this broken look on Sam's face. He says the same thing about you. Mm, mm-hmm. It's just perfection. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, I don't know if y'all are picking up on a theme here that I like my Sam broken and sad in pain. I think you like um, him lost too. Covered in blood is always a bonus. Yeah. I I like it. I like him. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's because he's such a not an intimidating presence, but such a, a strong presence. Mm-hmm. You know, you're know, like physically and also like his personality is is very again not aggressive not intimidating just solid and strong mm-hmm. and i like it when you can take that away and you leave him diminish mm-hmm. in some way yeah i know i'm fucked up guys it's fine leave me a comment tell me i know <laughs> i know it's fine but i'm gonna follow that up with a really you're in good company one. carly you're in good company don't worry about <laughs> it i hope so yeah i'm gonna follow this up and actually sandra this is one this is a dean you didn't pick up on Mm-hmm. So you can add this to your list. Sam after Jack. So because post- I didn't like, I didn't like that. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what you can have that? Because I didn't put Scooby Natural in because I didn't like it. So you can you can have that. So mm-hmm. what is it? Jack is born at the end of twelve. So mm-hmm. we're talking. I mean, I'm specifically talking. You think here at the very beginning the... of thirteen, season thirteen? Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I don't, I don't I'm... like, I don't like Dean's reaction to Jack. Uh, in that yeah see i i i love sam's reaction mm-hmm. whereas dean is very much it's a monster yeah sam is like it's a fucking baby yeah get it a juice box and put it down for a nap what is wrong with you yeah but i've i very much like that given the opportunity to be the the you know the guardian the parent the bigger brother sam embraces it fully mm-hmm you know, and Dean, Dean is, Dean is having some conflicted feels, and we well, won't hold that against him. Yeah, yeah. There's we, the, we he's, he's lost hold. a lot too. You know, in in, yeah. in that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, you know, there's there's a lot of things that are going on, yeah. and it's fine. We won't hold that against Dean. But I love, I love the fact that Sam, who is eternally, while Dean doesn't baby him, he is eternally looks out for is able to go in the absence of his authority figure, you know, guardian, whatever you want to say, in the absence of that is able to go, okay, it's my turn mm-hmm. and step up. Because a lot of a lot of children who are raised, not necessarily the way that Sam and Dean were raised, obviously, but a lot of children that are raised with parental figures that do their best to cater to their every whim turn into spoiled little brats mm-hmm. but sam doesn't you know yeah he's always he's always been a good kind person but i just in that early section of season 13 when he could so easily have also turned his back on jack and condemned him a monster he doesn't he sees mm-hmm. sees more yeah and i i i do i like 
parental figure, Sam, mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. I like that. So there's your wholesome motherfuckers. Let's get into it. Number six, trial Sam. Oh my God. He's tired. He's sweaty. He's had enough. His hair's fucked. He's sad. I love it. I love it so much. Trial Sam mm. in the most trial Sam. It is in the motel when they're tracking down Metatron, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That's trial Sam. Yeah. yeah. That that's and I've mentioned it in so many episodes, guys. That scene where he's talking to Dean about the story of the Knights of the Round Table. Mm -hmm. and never gone a quest like that because he wasn't pure. And he's like, it's not just tired, it's exhaustion. Mm -hmm. He's literally, these trials are draining him of life. And it's all over his face. And like his eyes are red, like he's, you know, he's gonna start crying. Yeah. And it's it's the way that he's like forcing those words out because they hurt. And he's you know, this is maybe an admittance that he's never given to Dean before, that even at such a young age, he felt wrong, ostracized, dirty, unclean, mm -hmm. you know, impure, and just perfect. If if we decide, and I'm I'm like, I'm sure we will, Sandra made a note of it, so you know it's it's written in stone now. Apologies for the thumps in the background, the cat found a pop. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna start singing y'all the song of his people i don't know if you, can you hear him sandra i can't no oh no because he's shut up now <laughs> dixie did you hear that mm. no no Zoom oh zoom's doing, doing a good job <laughs> zoom's doing a good job of blocking that out i'm sorry guys he's singing you the song of his people i'll have to upload a, a clip to the, to the website <laughs> um but yeah just I just, I just really like it. Yeah, theme. <laughs> just, I just really like it. Mm. Number five. Da, 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 da. Five. Sam in the mental hospital at the end of season seven when the hallucinations of Lucifer finally break him down and he can no longer function mm -hmm. outside mm -hmm. of the institution. And he's in single layers. He's wearing pajamas. <laughs> I don't think he has shoes on. No, and I don't he's think so, so tired. Mm -hmm. So tired, and that's a that's a theme <laughs> that I come back to a lot. <laughs> Is just, and I'm sure there's a whole heap for a therapist and a psychiatrist to unpick there. But I, I, I like it when he's like off center like that when mm. he's not coping. For mm -hmm. whatever reason, mm -hmm. it it humanizes him in a way, and I think it probably plays into a lot of insecurities of mine. That like, look, he fell. You know, he's fucked. Mm. It's okay for you to be fucked. Mm -hmm. You went through some awful shit. He went through some awful shit. He ended up in the hospital. You didn't end up in the hospital. You're winning. You know, like well, I'll I'll leave that for the therapist. It doesn't <laughs> exist. But Sam in the mental yeah. hospital, and it <clears throat> it is, and he's you know he's so desperately unwell and he still helps that girl mm -hmm. with the ghost yeah and again just he's so nice i like it he's making up for I like well it. no he's he's setting us, uh, us up for um <laughs> the very opposite of what he's gonna do in the next season 
and he's on his own <laughs> in season eight. Yeah, so he's giving you all of like, the good look, feels right now. Look at how good I am. <laughs> look, I'm so great. I bonded with my brother. <laughs> so yeah, number four. Now, where did this? Where did this rank? Oh, this was like lower for me. Yeah, but this is not surprising for you <laughs> at so, all. So this the the dean the the dean Leviathan. Yeah, mm-hmm. contrast to yeah. this Leviathan dean. Came in at 19 of 22, Cassandra. <laughs> it's number four for me, and I will tell you why, right? It's not because I like the idea of Sam as a serial killer or any of that weird shit, right? It's this one thing that Jared does with his voice. That's it. That's the, this one thing that Jared does with his voice skyrocketed this to the top of the fucking list. I like to call it Sam's canon Dom voice, right? Hmm. And you only see it a few times. The first time you see it is early... I, it must be in season one because obviously John dies at the start of season two. But it's season one, and I think it's maybe one of the first times that John, like Sam and John, have been in each other's company since Stanford. Oh, when they um, yell at each other? And they yell and they have an argument. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I think it's impressive, actually, when you consider how young Jared was when he, when he actually filmed that. But mm-hmm. his voice drops into his fucking diaphragm. Mm-hmm. It's so deep. Mm-hmm. And in that particular scene, it's you were the one that closed that door. You said, don't come back. Mm-hmm. And then we don't see it again. We just mm-hmm. get happy. You know, when he gets mad and he yeah. shouts, but it's not that. It's yeah. not that until we get to slash fiction and in the bank. And it's the voice drops, everybody on the floor, you know. So it's not, I mean, all right, Leviathan, <laughs> the Leviathan commenting that Sam you know, eat self-righteousness and things like that and how much he hates being in Sam's body. That's funny. But it's number four because of those acting choices for Jared because mm. Jesus fucking God, I would pay him <laughs> to, like, just record, like, Canon Dom sound so I could just have it as a ringtone or but I might do other things with it. You don't need to know. That's irrelevant. I would pay good money for that. That is why mm. it is number four. Just purely oh on that one acting choice of Jared. So props okay. to Jared, really. All right. So <laughs> top three. Y'all knew this one was coming. Soulless. I'm so surprised love, it's not number one. <laughs> I love, love me some soulless. Oh. I love it. I love it. Sandra mentioned that they're about to start Clappy Hands If You Believe, mm-hmm. which is my favorite soulless mm-hmm. episode. The Ugly Cups. It's just fucking great. <laughs> Chicken bed, the <laughs> conversation in the bar the next day. Could I not do all that and have sex with him? I really like it. I really i i don't i don't like the way that Solus is portrayed. Not that Solus is portrayed, but the the situation is portrayed at the start of season six because I feel like Dean would immediately click. Something's not right with Sam. Like it's it's very obvious right mm-hmm. from the off. But, you know, it is what it is. And then mm-hmm. they figure it out and they're like, yeah, soulless, you know? Mm-hmm. And then there's, and he shoots. Am I right in thinking that the, the earworm bug thing is while Sam is soulless with Samuel and... Yeah, because I think it happens a couple more episodes later in season six. And I don't think at that point they've merged um, no. all of Sam back together again. I will say I watched... Um, I think it's the episode right before it because we haven't gotten to it, but Family Matters, 
which I think is kind of a little bit of an underrated episode because it's it's when you get to find out what you get introduced to the alpha vamp first, which great character uh, for the first time. Yes. And, but you also, you start to see where Dean's going to have to sort of like help Sam through these decisions and like, you know, his whole like not having a soul and him trying to describe and all of those different things. And then you kind of get, you know, so that's a little bit, but it's a little bit heavier, but then the clap your hands, Mm. I think just kind of gives you that the other side of it, you know, that's not as questionable in terms of, you know, I mean, still questionable behavior, but it's like, it's not like questionable, like, Ooh, Sam, did you really, you did that? Like that kind of a thing. It's a really, he has to do a lot as soulless. I think that is very, just so against everything. I think he built up for five years that mm. it's a lot to ask of a, you know, I think of an actor too. Cause didn't, haven't you told me too that like Jared was just like very much like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing like with this character, like in the beginning that he kind of yeah. wasn't like, oh, that's what you're going to yeah. do. I don't like this idea, you know? Um, he he struggled. Mm-hmm. He struggled with soulless. He found mm-hmm. soulless really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, same same for Samifer actually. Mm-hmm. And the panel I was watching, he said that sort of the, the way the directors would go with that is they wouldn't, they wouldn't call action and expect him to be soulless or be Samifer. They would just be like, "Camera's rolling. Whenever you're ready, mm. you know." And they would let him kind of just build into it. They did apparently did the same thing. I think it might be all hell. No, it's it's when Dean is sat with Sam's body before he goes and makes the deal, and he's talking to the body, and we've got the actual. Oh, it's here. all hell. All hell breaks. This is part two of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they did the same thing there. They didn't just call action and expect Jensen to be ready to go with the mm-hmm. lines. They were just mm-hmm. like, camera's rolling whenever you're ready mm-hmm. and let them kind of build into it, which I think is, I think that's a really good way yeah. to, um, you know, to direct. But yeah, Sam said, uh, no, Sam didn't say. <laughs> Jared said that he found it difficult to get into the headspace of yeah. Solus. And again, yeah, because he spent five seasons, mm-hmm. you know, working out this character and portraying him as you know this kind and caring person and then yeah. suddenly he's got to turn all that on his head and it's just mm-hmm. gold star acting mm-hmm. by jared yeah gold star. yeah for Fabulous. a very for a very jam-packed and questionable season to say the least in terms Soulless of like stuff perfect. that's going on his his acting in it and his the arc you know the the, the kind of you watching Sam working through being soulless Sam, you know, and having mm. Dean as his Jiminy Cricket and all that, which is just funny in and of itself that that's got to be a thing that has to happen. But, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. having them work that out together. And you've even said too, like Jensen's felt really lost, which is very obvious too, um, in the first few episodes before you really get a handle of what's wrong with him, that he doesn't have his brother. His brother's physically in front of him, but it's not his brother and he doesn't know what the hell is going on. Like that's, that's, that's hard to do with somebody you've been working with for a while and built such an easy rapport with to then have to act very differently with that character. It's a really good testament to to Jared's acting. And I, I'm one of my favorite things about that seat, about that section of that season is the fact that Sam remains resolute the whole way through. I don't want to sell back. He's better mm. this way. 
you He's know, or even right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. We're even right, you know, right to the end. He's chained up in Bobby's panic room, mm-hmm. begging death not to do this, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. and I, I like the fact that once he commits to an idea, he didn't waver on it. And he's committed to this is Sam 2.0 better Sam. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, I, I like mm-hmm. being like this. And also, like, he shoots Samuel in the face. And I'm a huge fan of that. <laughs> Big fan of that. Big fan of that. <laughs> so, number two is pre-bunker Sam. So what I like to call Sam Classic. Okay. So this is after... After Stanford Sam, obviously, and mm, maybe maybe I would exclude season one from this because he's on Mopey over Jesse. Mm. You know. So are we talking like a handful of seasons then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is just like if we have Sam post bunker and how Sam behaves with the bunker as a permanent base in his mind, Mm. this is pre-bunker Sam. Okay. How he behaves living out of motels and cars and just how he is on a day-to-day basis. Mm. And it's number two because it's I, I, it's just classic. You can't beat that, you know? Yeah. It's, we get to see we get to see Sam develop. And I would feel very much the same about pre-Bunker Dean. Mm-hmm. You know, they come to us season one, they're these little babies, mm-hmm. and we see them grow and change and develop. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I just love when he's not being anyone else, when he's not possessed or soulless or, you know, ill or hallucinating or when he's not anything else, when he's just Sam. That is the character that I fell in love with. I think it has a lot and to I, do with them being together more too you know what i mean like as i think the bunker being such a big place in and of itself and them having their own rooms or whatever but them just being together like in the car in the motels yeah it's just them yeah there's a lot of good things with those first few seasons in the beginning like i said rewatching, it's really it's nice to see that Mm -hmm. relationship and how it's yeah just evolves together yeah yeah and you see them you know, this is maybe, we're coming from season one, this is maybe the first time that they've ever really hunted together both as adults in their mm-hmm. own right. Mm-hmm. You know, without John breathing down the neck, telling them what to do, this is, they're both adults doing this job. And you see the dynamics, like, you know, the sand shakes out mm-hmm. and you see how it's going to be and the roles that Sam takes in interviewing witnesses and the roles that Dean takes and who does this and who does that and you know mm-hmm. who sleeps in the bed closest to the door mm-hmm. you know all those kind of things and this is like I said this is when he's not being anything else when he's being Sam this is the person that I fell in love with mm-hmm. this is the character that I fell in love with this is the boy with the kaleidoscope eyes that mm-hmm. I love as if they were genuinely a real human being <laughs> i could not do anything other mm-hmm. than make well i could because it's not number one <laughs> i could not do anything other if this if my number one if that episode had never existed mm-hmm. this would be my number one this is i love him in all his iterations i do but i fell in love with boy with the kaleidoscope eyes mm-hmm. it's sound classic i'm getting Aww. all mushy 
Uh, <laughs> right, let's ruin it. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> any guesses, Sandra, before you even saw the sheet, if you had just listened to me go through, is there anyone that you're going, someone's missing? Well, hmm. yeah, because I mean, I would have I would have automatically just thought Solus was number one, but then this makes perfect sense because you have waxed quite poetic about this this sam iteration before so yes i I did see it i did see it so i was like okay this is not a surprise (laughs) if you're if you're listing and obviously you don't have access to my list and you're sat there going "Hmm, someone's missing put it in the comments pause it and put it in the comments we'll wait have you done it okay great it's meg sam i'm sorry i'm so sorry i'm sorry if this episode had never ever existed it would be sam classic my number one my boy with kaleidoscope eyes it would but unfortunately this episode does exist this so is it's born this one. is this born under a bad sign is that what this one is yes yeah mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. and a few things that like there's one specific thing that sticks out in my mind and it's it's Sam ties Joe up in the bar, mm-hmm. and he sings songs to her. My daddy shot your daddy in the head. Mm-hmm. It's fucking <laughs> does things to me on a cellular level, right? On a cellular level, that does things to me. But the distinction between Meg Sam and Solar Sam, Solar Sam, is not evil. Mm-hmm. He is just lacking the inhibitions that make humans humans Mm -hmm. you know he's Mm -hmm. lacking in empathy and he's lacking in understanding but but it's not evil he's just missing something meg sam is evil (laughs) meg sam is evil and he's torturing and he's being an asshole and i'm so here for it Mm. right because mm-hmm. Sam never, this is the only time that Sam ever got like a, because Lucifer's like, Lucifer's different. That's like being possessed by somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas Demon Dean was its own entity of Dean getting to be, I don't give a fuck. Right. And Sam kind of got that with Solus, but it wasn't the same thing because it didn't have that evil demonic bent on it. Right. This is, this is the closest that we get. And it's so good because it's, it's it's similar to like Samifer, white suit and flannel and Gadriel. It's a different face, you know? Mm-hmm. Even like even when he turns up at Bobby's, just a little bit off. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Just and it's not anything, it's not something you you could go, it's this. Just a little bit off. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. You know? And then obviously, Bobby gives him the beer with the holy water, and his eyes go black. And then I died. Um, <laughs> I did a few other things, and then I died. <laughs> but it is, you know, if I had to narrow it down to one, just one bit, my daddy shot your daddy in the head. Mm-mm. Okay. Even though I know he's a demon, and he's pr- he would probably rip my head off like a female praying mantis. <laughs> I would climb him like a goddamn tree and just hang on for the ride. And if I died, I died. Oh, I'm gosh. fine with it. Oh gosh, very, so, very interesting. I, yes, yes. I don't think I don't think I rank my sound by hotness in the same way that Sandra ranks mm. her deans by hotness. <laughs> but the fact that 
that one comes in at number one, I cannot argue with the fact that I'm like, yeah, that's the hottest he is. And like, what you consider hotness, world, so. I think there are instances in here where that's that's what's happening. But oh, because I say. like it when he's fucked. You do. So <laughs> here, I think it's hot. here's yeah, Carly. I think he's, here's Carly. he's hot when he's Sam, fucked. Sam likes him torturing or being tortured. It's one or the other. Yeah. Torturing or being tortured. <laughs> Either way, buffet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know how I explain it, guys. I don't know how I explain it. I'm helping a friend write a really, 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 really dark thing at the moment. And they keep coming to me and being like, I'm this. And I go, and what if we made it a thousand times? <laughs> what if we just made this happen? And oh, look, now it's fucked times two. All right. Aww. I hold my hands up. I'm fucked. All right. I want to tell you. I I'm love so him. glad you have a Sammy playmate that's going <laughs> to give you all of these things. <laughs> I you love. I love. My soul loves Sam classic. Mm-hmm. It does. That is the part of Sam that my soul reaches mm-hmm. out for. And when mm-hmm. I say I identify with Sam or this particular scene with Sam or that particular scene with Sam resonates with me, that is what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I just really like it when he's <laughs> fucked in some way. And that can be powerful fucked. So he's soulless, he's possessed, he's doing evil deeds for evil reasons. Or it can be that someone's fucking with him. Mm-hmm. And he's ruined. Mm-hmm. Just like it. Just yeah. like it. Yeah. And I would, I definitely think we should trade lists and rank them based on how we would rank the other ones. Yeah. Really yeah. Nice. I think we should. But that is my, yeah, that is my, my top 20 sounds. Yeah. So did Carly miss anybody? So, did Carly miss any? Did I miss a sound? versions. Yeah. Any. So we should probably, uh, we should wrap this we should up. Probably wrap this, this has up. been another. Hi, you know what? We keep thinking we're going to have a short one, and nope, we just keep having long episodes. Nope. We just, it just it's for happened. some reason, we just can't do it. We just can't do it lately. It's like the writing. We try. <laughs> <laughs> we try, guys. I promise. We try. We try. Uh, yeah, but we are going to wrap this up. But yes, let us know who we missed, who you would rank differently, all of those, all of those great things because we like hearing from you guys. We like hearing the comments. Yeah. And let us let us know if you have no interest in us swapping lists and ranking <laughs> Al rank Dean and Sandra rank Sam. Let us know as well, because then we won't record it. But I think that would be fun to do. But yeah. Uh, yeah. it's it's in your guys' hands. So let us know. So we're gonna wrap up this episode. If you want to reach out to us, you can email us at idlinginthepala at gmail.com. You can comment on Spotify and use the QA section to share your thoughts. All of our contact details are on our website, idlinginthepala.com. Go check it out. Hashtag new outro. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to like, comment, share as well. This is a new one. Share. Send send the episodes to your friends. We're working on making some shorts of some of our more funnier things that you can share around as well. So like, comment, share, follow and subscribe wherever you access your podcasts. But follow um, but commenting, subscribing, liking, all that stuff really helps us out on YouTube with the algorithm. All hail its benevolence. In the description, check out the causes we're championing. If you can help, that would be great. If you need those services, that's what they're in there for. So go check them out. And with that, we will say thank you for joining us in the back seat. And we'll see you next time, guys. Bye-bye. 
拜。